Boy, those low clouds moving in just about sun up and they just refuse to leave. It's your boy Jay-Z. Grab your hookah. Grab your shisha. It's time to smoke. It really feels like we recorded yesterday. And I think that's just because I edited the episode on Thursday starting at like midnight. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so even though I've given myself more time, I gotta say the last probably three or four have been edited the night before because that's just that's just how I work. I like being like I like the pressure, like, oh, we gotta get this done now. And then <laughs> it I do makes all me, that it work. It makes me do it better. Like <laughs> I feel like but every the, time I forget the blog post, like I'm like, oh shit, I gotta put that up, like on the website, and I'm like, oh man, we gotta just crank this out real quick. <laughs> and it all works out. Yeah, and I think the the bad thing was, and uh, we'll bring up this a little bit later, possibly in the the newsroom segment. But um, I did all that work, stayed up late, edited, got the graphics, did all that, and then woke up the next day, went to work, did some other things, and then we uh, we had a holiday party, and I'm literally like shoes on, walk downstairs about to open my door say goodbye to my dogs and you texted me hey let me know when the episode's up so i can put the blog up and i'm like oh my god it is like 7 p.m almost eight o'clock and i did all that work last night and never even uploaded the episode so i run back upstairs throw the file on type up a description and uh yeah so yeah that yeah. was so funny because like i built i built the post earlier in the day and i was like huh it's not up yet but it was like you know 1 p.m so i was like i'll ah, he'll get to it like i was like he's gonna yeah. he's gonna get to it it's fine so i like was sitting there you know the day kind of just started going by i started doing other things i forgot about it for a second and then i just remembered at dinner and i was like oh check that real quick looked it up i was like huh (laughs) not there yeah so i texted you i was like hey man whenever whenever you're you're good to put that episode up (laughs) and you're like oh shit it'll be like five minutes like (laughs) feel free to just kick out a reminder because i even forgot it was friday like it just (laughs) This this whole week, man, it has yeah. just been it's been wild. Zoom. Yeah. yeah, and I just need need that breather time, that 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 break time. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I am I am happy the weekend was here. Like yeah, yeah. I even the weekend was busy, but it was good to just have time off, like to just be right. able to focus on things. I learned so to, what I learned to sew this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, sewing. Sewing is important. Yeah, now, are I, you talking about sewing on a machine, or are you talking about like thimble and nah, needle? we're we're like, going like thimble, thread, and needle. Like you know, what I'm saying like we're going okay. old school with it. Yeah, okay. I mean, like it's always been on my list of shit to learn. Like I've always been like that'd be a good thing to know, but I've never just sat down and done it. Um, but like I guess I had more of a reason to this time around because like. As as you know, and you are somewhat of an inspiration to, I collect patches for jackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just had a bunch of jackets or patches that I've been meaning to put on my jacket, and I was like, been telling myself for like eight months, I was like, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna get it done, and then I just still hadn't got it got it done. But uh, yeah, I just decided to this weekend. So I picked up a sewing kit from Walmart and went to town. Nice. Yeah, and uh, the first one was shitty. I did a bad job, and I need to redo it. 
The second one was pretty good. Quick learner okay, on that okay. one. It was, uh, <laughs> I had like way more fun doing it than I expected. I thought it was going to be a chore. So much fun. I was like, I enjoyed it so much. It's just such a relaxing process. Just in, out, in, out, in, out. Stab yourself in the finger, <laughs> in, out. Like, But yeah, that's that's what I did this weekend. I also hung out with my family, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, going, going, going to the... the the sewing number one there's like two things in with that and it's one learning learning a new ability or a new skill and then you know reaping the benefits of it by saying look look at this jacket i did this this was me i remember I that, that spot i remember poking myself right here uh right there i mean like it was it, it kind of reminds me of and i'll bring this back to like doing the house or whatnot but like me with the flooring Mm -hmm. it's like i wanted to pay someone to do the flooring i i was like i've never done flooring in my life i don't feel like getting on my hands and knees and hammering away piece by piece plank by plank and then you look up the cost of someone to install it and you're like okay well let me at least like let me try (laughs) let me at least try because that's pretty expensive Mm -hmm. and then next thing you know it you're like i i can do this this is this is all right and so now i come home and i'm like i remember that spot Oh, I remember that spot. That spot right there. And then boom, I've got a got a new skill. I can do flooring. I don't want to do it ever again, but I know how. So <laughs> if you need uh, to, it's there. Like Yeah, I can tell you how. I won't do it for you, but I can tell you how. <laughs> um but yeah, there's a there's definitely a uh a therapy there. Mine is I'm trying to get some more reading done. That's my hmm. that's my what I'm trying to do with my off time and draw a little bit more. Okay. I've been slamming that down. But uh, yeah, I'm happy for you. Get some get some patches on the jackets. Oh yeah, I've, I've got like a few. Before, I might need to get another jacket. But like you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's, it begins. That's when it, <laughs> so it begins. Yeah, I've got a closet of Levi jackets. I swear to God, got, y'all. Every every two or three weeks, like I feel like every sale, he pops in and he's just like, "Hey, Sean, free shipping and twenty percent off at Levi's." And I'm like, "Oh <laughs> man, all right, like <laughs> shit." I was like, I guess, yeah. like, I guess I'll look. And then sure enough, a couple of weeks later, he just gets a couple of packages in the mail. Check out this new jacket. The, <laughs> look, it's all, the many shades of black. <laughs> just various shades of black and dark green. Like that's, yep. yeah. Like, and then the bucket of patches. And yeah. You got to take the time though. Cause you know, you put one patch on in a, in a process of trying to put together a whole collage you can't walk around with that one lone patch. You got to finish the job. I mean, you got to put and, at least uh, a couple on there to make it look okay. Like, yeah, yeah at least fill in yeah. some areas. I'm doing my space one. theme jacket. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I've nice. got the got the got the big NASA back patch. Got the uh, uh, the extraterrestrial highway patch that we got. That's that was from the Area 51 trip. Yeah, and if you if you did not know, party people, if you are just joining us, uh, if this is your first couple of episodes. We went to Area 51, so definitely check back. I'm not sure what episode it was. Um, it was in the 20s, yeah, I think. Check, yeah, it's episode 25. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, episode 25 is our Area 51 episode. Uh, so if you're into aliens or space or just want to hear about some uh, some traveling, because this is a traveling podcast. I'm just throwing it out there. We're, <laughs> it is a we're traveling crossing state podcast. borders. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, check that out. Um, but yeah, we definitely picked up some patches. We picked up a lot of stuff in <laughs> in Area 51 um, uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that it's... Yeah. Uh, it's getting out there. Yeah, no, putting it's some good. stuff up. It's like the same. It's like the same feel of uh, 
putting some art in frames that you've just been holding on to. Exactly. Like, ah, but it almost finally. feels a little bit better because you had to work for it. Like, mm-hmm. you had to work mm-hmm. to put it up. Like, it wasn't yeah. like you just, like, threw some command strips on it. Like, you didn't just iron, <laughs> iron glue it. Like, no, nah, you, like, stabbed yourself for that. Like... <laughs> So going going with the kind of uh, the the therapeuticness, or I guess, well, let's let's move it into what we were calling it before, which was Zen. The, I the don't zen, know if that's the, the right of... word for it, but we're rolling with it. <laughs> yes, and we're gonna tie it to hookah because, ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Hookah Podcast. This is episode thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. And it's called the Zen of Hookah. Keep it Zen, and uh, keep it Zen. And I'm gonna laugh because we're not gonna look up the definition of Zen until after this podcast. We're gonna be fucking so. wrong. Like we're just gonna be. <laughs> it's just gonna be the most insensitive shit. Oh, we were so off. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah. So with this uh, episode, we're gonna tie it back to Hookah and kind of talk about the Zen of. Uh, hookah and and in the scope of hookah what we're what we're talking about really is making a hookah and we don't mean preparing a bowl of shisha we mean actually making a hookah the metal the time it takes and all that stuff that's what we're talking about today because uh you know there are people that are making these hookahs you know and what we're talking about is traditional hookahs so um you know there's definitely people that are spending their days hammering away doing this stuff every day and we're going to be talking about kind of like the zen of that kind of like what what the patches feels like and working on flooring now we're going to apply that to hookahs and just kind of talk about um what that would be like and kind of bring up some some common tricks that you may not know about on how hookahs are manufactured and we'll talk about some other accessories that are manufactured as well we'll get into the american side of things and uh really just kind of just dive into the the art of hookah making the zen of hookah making but since this is a hookah podcast you will be hearing some rumbling some bumbling if you haven't already yeah, yeah. And if you smell some smoke and you're not smoking, go ahead and call someone or leave the room because that's not supposed to happen. Call police. We are smoking over <laughs> We we are smoking <laughs> over here, so we are gonna jump to the segment that we like to call What's it What's in the bowl? Like? Oh wait. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. <laughs> Let's try that wow. again. Wow. I got really wow. excited. I was like, what? I heard what? I could what? tell I by the like, pitch yeah. of your voice that you were going in that direction. I was like, uh-oh, he's getting too high. I know. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, that yeah. is All not right, the let's area. Let's do that again. <laughs> let's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that is what you just kind of heard was a foreshadowing to the most popular. And I could see why you want to jump to that because it is the most entertaining segment of podcast history. And that's a segment that we could call what's it tastes like, but that's at the end. We'll get to yeah, that. You'll hear that like? high pitch. We can't do a high pitch yet. One more time. Mm-mm. But uh, for this segment, we're going to go back and say, what's, what's in, the, in bowl, the bowl? There you go. There you go. What's in the bowl? That's my the dude. I, I kind of pause halfway just to see if you messed up again. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is a segment where we just let you know what we're smoking during this episode. Um, it's it's really been a doozy. Um, you know, we sit in a warehouse full of hookahs, all these different models, and there are no notes on this sheet that tell us what the other person is smoking. We always find out once we start recording. But I can says tell I can you, guess. I can tell you with like 110 certainty that Two Puff Tony is using the same setup and you could probably guess it. I'm using the same setup yeah. that I've been using for the past, I don't know, 10 episodes, 20 episodes. Um, it's a Wuka setup, a D-Hose, and I have a Cloud Vitria bowl on top. Surprise, surprise, I am smoking Starbuzz Bold again. Wow, I just, I, I think we need to challenge ourselves and actually like place an order for some stuff that we don't sell just so we can have something Dude, different. Know, Not even right? for what it tastes like, but just to have just like a quick change around. Can we expense um, that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, I cool, can do cool, that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can we, let's do that. Let's uh, let's try and do that next next week or so, and let's let's find some new things that might not be in our wheelhouse, but we'll give it a try. Yeah, but, uh, I like going that back idea. to the but going back to the the current bowl setup, uh, Starbuzz Bold. It's um, black peach mist and hipster mint trifecta. So yeah, that's yep. what's going down on my side of town. Uh, yep. Lotus Two with some Coco Brico cubes, because as we told you in the awards episode, Coco Brico hasn't done anything wrong to us. So they that's wrong, still gonna be the still gonna be the call that I used through 2020. It got me through 2019 and 2018. So let's keep it going. <laughs> 2020, baby, let's do it. Um, yeah, <laughs> and what's man, on your you side of town? Right, though, I'm absolutely smoking the same setup. Uh, Aha! Aha! B2 Precious Cut, Ripper Hose, uh, Aluminum Vitriev with the Lotus 2. And actually, you can catch a glimpse of this setup if you go follow us on Twitter, at the HookahCast. Uh, I threw up a picture, like a behind-the-scenes, hashtag behind-the-scenes picture of, uh, you know, my recording setup. Like, you can kind of see my hookah in there. Um, So, you know, check it out, I guess, if you just want a little behind the scenes look uh but in that hookah i am smoking kind of the same thing as last week one of the same flavors as last week at least uh that is starbuzz bold black peach mist with starbuzz bold mighty freeze and starbuzz white mint i'm doing a starbuzz bold bold baby bold bold going bold i see bolds out (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you had you you thought about that when you're like, what could I throw up? What could I throw up? It took me like a bolts second. Out. I was like, I was gonna mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, balls out, bolts out, bolts out, and then I just said it. Like, yep. So it I worked. knew it. I knew it, it. worked. It was fine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I've got going on, y'all. That's, I mean, all right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like. <laughs> Okay, so we have two bold sessions going down, and I would call it a very nice, bold session. We know what we're getting ourselves into. It's not a surprise, and I would put it as therapeutic. Just to throw it out there one more time, it's therapeutic. It's (laughs) zen-like. I just really want to be so wrong on this zen word at the end of (laughs) this. You're really committing this to it, huh? Oh yeah, you're really making it so we can't just be a be a little sneaky and and just change it up. But nope. yeah, I can do it all in post and just drop in like, 
he means this. Yeah. He means this. <laughs> um, so let's jump into it uh, in a segment that we like to call The Zen of Hookah. Which, which is was also the, the title of, this of the episode. episode. <laughs> We're fucking All right, original. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to just jump right into Egypt. All right, because that is... Listen, if we're going to start somewhere, that's where we're going to start. Like, Yeah, that's where we're going to start, because when you look in traditional hookahs today, last year, the year before that, the year before that, the year before that, when it comes to traditional hookahs, um, nine times out of ten, you're talking about an Egyptian-made hookah. We've brought up Syrian hookahs before. They're just not made anymore. Um, that would be a traditional, but um, in the scope of what we're talking about today, we're just me focusing on Egypt. And um, so, kicking things off, the brand that is the most well known out of Egypt is Khalil, Khalil Mamoun. 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 Um, and they uh, <laughs> and they have made a ton of hookahs. They have Dude, been around so, forever. So and they have just knocked out. I mean, we've received a lot of Khalil Moon hookahs. And I can tell you, they have made a lot of hookahs. So, um, you know, I would say, you know, for some models, they might make 10,000, you know, you know, for for a shipment. You know, not just as a total count. I mean, just for that shipment, there is 10,000, you know, going out. So, it's uh, they definitely go through quite a bit. But it's not in... I would say a facility that you would think like it's not in this you just show up to a office building and there's guys making KMs or whatnot. This is definitely a a, a smokier environment, a more rugged environment uh, than your average American office. I, I uh, remember seeing a uh, I remember seeing a video a, a little while back of uh, I don't know th- this video looked like it was from like the mid 2000s. So I don't know if this is still like relevant. But it was basically mm-hmm. like a, I, I don't believe it was Khalil Mamoun, but I think it was just another handmade kind of traditional brand. And it was mm-hmm. just like, just old men sitting on like a, like the ground or like on a, on a small stool wearing flip flops, sack, smoking <laughs> cigarettes and like drinking wine and just like operating heavy machinery. And they would just like be making, they'd be like cutting off pieces of tubing and like, you know, engraving them and like hammering them out and everything. Like each had a station, and it was just yeah. like once they were done, they would <clears throat> literally just throw it on a pile. They would just throw <laughs> it, the stem on a pile for later use. They, they're that's the pile. You just you just throw yep. it over there, and that's your next one. Cool, done. Throw like, and it was just yeah. I was like, damn, this shit's crazy. Like, there's so many OSHA laws. Like. <laughs> like some like that wouldn't fly yeah, the, like yeah dim lit areas um you know i've seen some videos that literally literally look like they're just in a cave like they're just on some burlap sacks and they've got some molting hot metal around them they've got some tools you know some cut some piping and you know random assortments of hammers laying around and like you said cigarette hanging out the mouth and just whacking away at yeah. a pipe once they're done toss it it's done next one done and uh, these guys are soldering as well and it's it's a full process but I, I i wonder uh if in that kind of you know business or facility you know do they have metrics like we need to get 100 out per day or we need to do this and this or is it kind of just like just go at the pace like yeah just go at the pace you know i show up to work 
I make a couple hookahs and I'm out. You know, yeah. that's that's what I do. You know, it's like I I also wonder if uh, if they just get tired of seeing hookahs. Oh, you know? I'm sure, it's bro. Like, it's just like I've made seventy thousand hookahs in my life. I don't care what. <laughs> what this hookah looks like or how many they have at their house like not even knowing like the rarity of some of these items or how people seek them out in the u.s like some of these guys could be just chilling on just like decades old high quality not even touched or smoke out of pipes just chilling there just throwing in a stack yeah, it, it's um, wild to think about but do you think they also like like can recognize like shitty hookahs like it's when like they may not smoke them or like like use them or like them but like since they make them do you think if they run across one in the wild they just look at it and they're like just start trash. laughing <laughs> trash like look at this garbage. look at this <laughs> yeah they're like look at the welding on this who did this who did this yeah, like, and you gotta you gotta wonder in certain areas. It's like you know, there's only a couple facilities, so it's like, what are they doing over there? Like, you can pinpoint where it came from. It's like, what are, uh, what are y'all doing over there? Those 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 uh, jokers uh, over at uh, factory number five. <laughs> <laughs> Who you think's running what that place? Doing? Huh? Like, I don't know why I went Canadian there, but like, <laughs> you know. So like, going a little bit more into like uh, throwing out there one more time the zen of it, you know, to kind of sit down and start from you know a blank canvas uh when it comes to like the like the khalil mamoon hookahs um or just traditional hookahs in general there's one common aspect of all of them and that you're going to have one single stainless steel tube that runs straight down the middle that's that's always that's always going to be a thing it's never something that screws off I mean, there are probably some specialty made ones that are meant to be screwed up, but the traditional pipe is just a single tube that runs straight down. And that same tube is also your down stem and it runs straight into the body. And then they'll, you know, slide that in through the actual exterior part, which is mm -hmm. the body. Um, and then, you know, they can do the engravings on the body. I'm not sure which one comes first, if they do the engravings first and then slide the tube inside of that or if it's done afterwards i think uh, I, I guess it would kind of depend I think he, it's on done afterwards but i might be wrong it might depend too who knows yeah that's gonna say it depends on probably the model because i think of like the horse and it's like <laughs> the yeah. horse hookah i feel like they did all that work separately and then attach a downsum to it but um maybe i'll uh we'll post a video on our facebook page of some of these videos that we're talking about so you can see what they're doing but one thing i do want to uh point out is that when these pipes are cut and um, they're cut usually I mean on, on both ends but the the bottom part of your down stem is usually capped off by a bell or a down stem cap or anything like that that prevents you from seeing that sharp edge or mm -hmm. even getting cut by that sharp edge but what happens at the top of the bowl is pretty important because there's if you were to think of this as just like the top of the bowl port it's a cylindrical tube that basically run a, a fine blade or something that kind of cut into that circle just a little bit to make a make a C shape essentially and then they take a hammer and then just start whacking just bow 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 just hitting the top of it to flatten that out and it kind of folds over the the bowl port which gives you your traditional bowl port huh. and if there's anything kind of left over from that they just kind of just slice that off but uh cutting into that ring is pretty important because if you left it as a complete cylindrical 
tube and you went to hammer it, there's a possibility that it would close up that bowl port or it wouldn't fold out. So <clears throat> having that kind of slit on there allows that metal to fold once you hit it. And sometimes it requires a slit on both sides. So when you're looking at your bowl port on your traditional hookah, if you see a small little slit, that was just so that pipe can kind of fold over the the pipe itself. And it also uh, prevents any, any leaks as well because that uh, cylindrical tube that's running down there, of course, is inside the body. So if there's ever any sort of uh, leak inside that inner tube, that smoke would fill into the body of the hookah or water could fill into the body of the hookah or even your shisha juice could fall into the body of the hookah. And then after a while, you're like, there's a weird smell to my hookah and I've cleaned it, but I can't get it out. It's probably because it's somehow leaked into the body mm-hmm. of the hookah. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. I didn't, I didn't know that. I, like, I didn't know. I didn't know all that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So that's, uh, that's, that's how, um, cause I mean, really like if you slid a tube, straight down the you know the exterior part of the hookah then you just got this tube sitting out at the top because you know they're never yeah cut to the exact length so it's like what do i do with this part that's sticking out it's like hammer it down i don't know chop it off you know and you know there's there's um some i'd say lower quality um kind of traditional hookahs you might see sometimes that they did not hammer it you know to kind of close that seal they literally just cut the tip and so you can see kind of the interior downstem, and then you can see the spacing between that and the exterior walls. And you're like, "Uh oh, this is this is a problem. This is this doesn't look good." Um, yeah, that's probably not going to be a long-lasting hookah um, if you've got kind of some spacing between your interior downstem and the exterior part of your hookah. For any of you, uh, you viewers out there who have been with us since kind of the early days of the hookah podcast, uh, you know, at first, you know, seven, eight episodes or so, or maybe longer, uh, this would have been included in the old, what did we learn this week segment? <laughs> yep. That would have been that one. Yeah, I did not. So know that's any news of for that. you. I was. That's okay. Yeah, I learned something new today. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, like this is this is the difference between a a traditional hookah versus a Chinese hookah because there are s- several um, Chinese made hookahs that are designed to look like traditional hookahs, but of course they are, in fact. Uh, different. You know, they're manufactured in a different way. Um, in the traditional setup, like we said before, there's guys in the cave hammering away at hookahs, doing all the engravings. And a China hookah setup, I mean, you get the dimensions, you get what you're supposed to do, put that you, in the machine. You get the, you get the CNC, like the CNC design or the, the what, what's that old program that the shop kids the use? CAD? The CAD. The CAD file. Yeah. And you just, you plug that into a computer and then bu- you start pressing buttons. Like, yep, and then boom, and that's why you order sixty of those hookahs. All sixty of those are probably going to look exactly the same, unless you have some sort of fancy glass or anything like that. But if it's a single color hookah, they're all going to look the same. But if you order sixty KM hookahs, even if they're the same model, they could even be all stainless steel. Doesn't matter. They're all going to look different. They are they're all, all going to. You be might find two or three. <laughs> yeah, you're going to find two or three that might look the same, but you might look at the bowl port and realize this one was hammered a little bit more than the other one, or this one required more soldering, because that's another thing that they use, you know, because it's uh, not every part is going to connect 
perfectly well and not have any air gaps. So they're going to have to drop a little bit of soldering to fix some areas, but that's part of the man-made process, really. I mean, that's... Or female-made, doesn't matter. And, and, that's, um, and that is also just how they affix certain ports. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. You're, you're not taking, like, a full-on welder, but, you know, you're soldering, like, the, the hose port into, like, the hub, right? Like, it's just you right. have a hose port and the hub and you just have to connect them somehow so they dab a little solder on there like yeah it's just a, and, a cheap easy way to permanently affix something and going back to like one of those videos it's like there's a pile of hose ports yeah like just they they they're really long you know the part that you see that's coming off of the hookah is one part but that tube goes all the way down through the heart to the underside of your downstem that's all one piece so really once they have that opening open or once that opening is there they just drop that hose port in make sure it reaches the underside and then weld the surrounding part boom done switch it over do the purge done you're out you're done and there's so, just I mean, like, like one at- dude like just banging out a bunch of these hose ports like he's just sitting at a station and just banging them out throwing them into yeah. a pile for other people like i want to make one man i want to i want to make one loved, the traditional way i i would love to go through that process once i would love to go to like a factory somewhere in egypt in you know you know km chica whatever like i'd love to be able to just go and make my own hookah like the old school way yeah there's only two hookahs that i want to make and one of them is a traditional hookah and the other one is a regal hookah and oh yeah, that'd those be a the, fun one too. Yep, yeah, those are the two that I want to do. Um, and you know, there's there's times where I want to kind of just take like a like a pine regal and just do like a like a burning nail. Oh yeah, and yeah. kind of just draw on it and create some fun designs. But that's not the f- same thing as like completely assembling a hookah. I mean, at that point, you're just carving and drawing on a hookah, yeah. you know, and filling in the blanks. But uh, I really want to go through that f- that full process of of getting that done. We should look into that. For sure. We, we know enough people to do that. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, um, we can do that. But I'll give you a, another another little fun fact. Maybe this is news for you. So the exterior part of the hookah. We talked about, um, you know, if there is one hookah that we wanted to rock with, you know, if we went back in time, we did a kind of a flashback episode, mm-hmm. and we were saying that we would want to use the KMs. Um, I think we both agreed that we would both be using KMs mm-hmm. if we went back in time. Uh, to like the start of our, our hookah life. Um, and KMs yep. back in, in my day were heavier. They were definitely heavier uh-huh. than they are right now. Um, the old tri-metals, the old uh, Ferronis. Um, I mean, there's a lot of the Thousand and One Nights. Um, they were definitely a heavier, heavier hookah. Um, I feel like the that exterior part of the hookah was made from uh, just thicker material. Um, and over over time things started to lighten up a little bit and using i don't know if it's a mixture of less metal a lighter metal maybe not making the exteriors as thick uh, as before maybe they're like you know what we can cut some costs and use the same amount of metal for one hookah and make two hookahs or something along the lines something changed um they're still great hookahs they'll last you a long time they're just a little bit lighter than what they used to be mm-hmm. and so a, a common trick that happens quite a bit for egyptian hookahs and this comes from experience of opening uh you know a km hookah but also Are you talking about receiving the in 
Yes. Yeah. Also receiving in uh, several hookahs as well and just going through and seeing, you know, broken hookahs and whatnot. But a common trick that is done now for Egyptian hookahs is to fill that area that is kind of encasing the downstem with something heavy or something that is that adds some weight to it. Mm-hmm. And it's a mixture between two things, sand and paper. And I know about um, paper. Yeah, huh. paper is used. And it, paper is pretty funny because it's like paper is one of the things that's used to kind of fill in a shaft so it doesn't have that kind of like empty kind of echo if you were to like flick it. You know, if you walked up to a shaft and just like flicked it with your finger and you could kind of hear like a ding, like uh-huh. an echo inside of there. Paper is going to be that thing that kind of fills in, um, doesn't allow too much, you know, reverb or bouncing around, like the sound bouncing around. Yeah. Paper is one of those things. And it's often funny is because... You know, the paper that's inside of there, obviously, it's not U.S. newspapers. It's a lot of <laughs> Egyptian newspapers <laughs> and whatnot. And so there's been times that I've, I've pulled out some literal paper scraps from an Egyptian newspaper. That's <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, cool. And there's other times where they might use that to fill in areas like when they're shipping bowls out. And they just fill the whole thing up with a bunch of different paper. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely times where you can pick up. Uh, a KM. It, let's say if they didn't fill it all the way with sand, they filled it up, let's say 75%. There's a good chance that you can now turn that hookah left and right and you can get kind of this, this motion. You can feel yeah. something's in there. And uh, sometimes we get, you know, customers that call back and say, there's a jingle in my hookah. I don't know what this is. What is this? Why is it jingling? Something's broken. No, nothing's broken. There's just a good chance that there's some glass or some rocks or some pebbles or, like a or something off thing of metal. Yeah, yeah, that fell in in between the exterior part and the interior downstem, and that's just rattling. And you can just rock with it, or you know, try and get another one back. But it's definitely not going to change the way your hookah smokes. I can tell you that much. If there's an air leak, yes, that's a problem. But if your cam rattles a little bit, that's that's that. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's, sorry. That's, like, that, it's one of a kind. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> one that one guy made it. That one rattles and your friends doesn't. Yours is better. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's different. You're yeah. unique now. Yeah, but, but like going like kind of what you said, you know, going to sit down at a table, blank setup, and you have a a whole stack of down stems, just a whole stack of thin tubes or just tubes, and you're like, all right. I got a stack of down stems. I got a stack of exterior pipes over here. All right, let me get my wine. Let me get my cigarette. And, let me uh, get my let me special sit down. flops. <laughs> let me put on my favorite playlist and <laughs> yeah. just sit back and just kind of zone out and make a hookah. And and because like yeah. yeah, I mean like I think that's a big part of it is the zoning out. Because like yeah. you do any repetitive task like you're. You know, you're doing one part of that hookah all day type of thing. Like, you kind of zone out. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, like doing stuff like in that kind of scope is like everything else in the world just kind of like all like all the shit I'm worried about. Like, I just kind of like put aside because I'm like, all I can focus on right now is this one menial task. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm focused on, and I can't think about shit. 
and then that so i just focus on that and nothing else matters and i'm like damn that was great like Mm -hmm. i was like i wish i could be that calm like not be that worried like any other time like that'd be cool yeah like and i i think the only thing that would really change you know the kind of flow or uh or zen like feeling from making a hookah is really just going to be the metrics you know if someone's like hey we need a hundred what are you doing crank it up hurry up and you're like oh gosh i gotta go faster but if you were to just be like you know this is my shop i'm just gonna come in make some hookahs i love hookah I like smoking hookah. I mean, like, do you think the, I have a feeling, you know, we've seen the videos and a lot of these guys are smoking cigarettes. Do mm-hmm. they have a hookah break? Do I, they I don't know, smoke man. hookah at any point? I mean, you're making all these hookahs. Does anyone fire one up? They're like, know. hey, don't get high on our own supply. What are you doing? We're shipping that one out. <laughs> I don't <laughs> it's know. Like, but we made a thousand. <laughs> That's a good question, though, because, like, I feel like some of these dudes are just there to get a paycheck, right? Like, you know, they're mm-hmm. just they're just here to earn some money type of thing. And you would think like, you know, people who work in fast food like end up never being able to work at the fast food restaurant or like eat at the fast food restaurant again because you like get sick of it. Yeah. So I wonder if it's the same. Like, do you think these guys just fucking hate making hookahs all day? So they're just like, I hate hookah. <laughs> I hate it. Like, I'll never smoke it. I'll stick yeah. to my I mean, cigarettes. It can get into, um, and I'll, I'll use like kind of personal experience. I, I think it's, uh, I've, I of course love hookah, but there came a point where I had so much hookah stuff at home and it was, you know, kind of in the, uh, the prime of not the prime. It's kind of in the time of me starting out at hookah shisha and also doing the YouTube channel. So, you know, I come home and I have a whole room that's just full of stuff to review and then hookahs and then bunch of shisha and then more hookahs and more hookahs and then I wake up and I go to work and I'm in a warehouse full of hookahs and hookahs and then I come home and I'm like I don't want to talk about hookah I don't want to record a video about hookah like no I've seen enough hookah and then I ended up having to like take all the hookah stuff out of my house and put it in the warehouse because I'm like look this stuff can be housed here easily and just doing that allowed me to kind of not lose it with hookah like i don't think i was ever going to stop smoking hookah but the as far as the excitement of hookah or the the love of hookah um when i was really just having it kind of in my face everywhere i went i was like hold on i gotta i gotta slow down this is getting this is getting crazy so it's i i, I kind of feel what you're saying you know to, to make a hookah every day and they'll be like hey you want to use it like nah i'm all right i got a cigarette like yeah i'll, I'll be fine like I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, I know you're saying some of these guys do this for a paycheck. There's one thing um, that I know from talking with uh, the guys over at Chica. Um, you know, a lot of those guys that are working on the Chicas are trained artisans with a long lifespan of working with metal, doing traditional art, whether it be Turkish style art or Egyptian art. And they really just that their dedication is making pipes and you know i'd I'd love to speak to some of those guys because the shika process is way more involved than the khalil mamoon process um basically where we're saying the 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 kind of the job ends for khalil mamoon once they've slid that down stem in and to the exterior part maybe they'll add a horse (laughs) yeah or you know like 
figure you know figure out some of the body they might add a couple of uh, engravements around the heart but other than that it's done but you look at a sheikah they go through the whole process but once they're done with that then it starts the engraving process and these guys they're use wild. a single nail and a single hammer to make all these tiny tiny little marks or engravements or just thin lines and then they they might fill those in with a you know kind of like a black wash but still just the, i mean like if you were to look at a km and count or not a, the km if you were to look at a shika and just count you know the engravings on one hookah and just realize that there's one hammer tap for all those there's no erase button yeah <laughs> there's no part where you're like oh uh undo no there's no mistakes (laughs) just happy little accidents yep yep. that's what makes it unique yep handmade there you go but i mean they they definitely take that time to just sit there and kind of just that's when it gets even more kind of involved you know going to the sewing you know if you mess up you're gonna stab yourself in the thumb you know you mess up on a shika you're gonna have a weird line or a line in the wrong place or and it's gonna be like oh do you scrap that you try and hey i'm gonna make a new model design yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little different <laughs> it's a little different or it's a one-off you know limited limited edition but uh you know that's just another step into that that process which i mean definitely sheikahs are a work of art yeah you know for some of their models and i mean they have some models that are kind of in line with the kms which is just the you know a nice traditional exterior but then they have a lot of other ones where you're like god dang like look at all of these like engravements and all those things none of that is done by a machine none of that is done with the click of a button that is a guy with a hammer and nail (laughs) with a single hammer and a single nail like that (laughs) i don't know what the metrics are on that like i know that he said sometimes it takes them you know a week to get through a couple a couple pipes and i'm like whoo Whoa, <laughs> that's some time. Next time, uh, next time a customer complains about like the the handmade nature of chicas, I'm just gonna be like, all right, let me get the guy who spent 30 hours hand engraving this. <laughs> let me get him on the phone, and you can tell him his work is shitty. Like, how about you do that? Shut uh, up. Like, <laughs> or like, um, anytime they're I- like, hey, this one has kind of has a weird mark here. I'm like, congratulations, you got a limited edition one. Not it's one of a kind. No other hook is like that. No, no one has exactly that. like that. Congratulations! You could probably sell that for, <laughs> you know, three quarters what you paid for it. <laughs> Just take a picture of that exact spot where you see an imperfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Congrats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Shika, a hammer and a nail, getting things done. But uh, one thing that is done in a super super mass format, and I, I got to think there is some fun with this is Egyptian bowls because Egyptian bowls I've seen them in boxes of hundreds I've seen them in boxes of 500 just 500 bowls in a box the thing about Egyptian bowls is that yes they are handmade and they're traditional but as long as they have a slight bowl shaped interior with at least four or five holes in the bottom it's an Egyptian bowl (laughs) <laughs> yeah it can be however wide it can be however shallow it can be a bigger base a smaller base but really there is no there's like, no set, set in bowl. stone like, yeah for no. egyptian styles I've and those seen guys one that go was through a dinner plate 
not a dinner plate. It wasn't like the size of a dinner plate, but it was flat. It was just yeah. a flat bowl. I was like, wow. Some of them that don't even have the holes all the way punched through. Because, I mean, like, the speed that they're going through in making these bowls. Like, when you see these guys, like, load up a kiln with with a bunch of Egyptian bowls, I mean, they're blowing through 300, 400. Just pick up a thing of clay, spin it around a little bit, boom, boom, done. Here, boom, yeah, boom, done. Yeah, it's literally, boom, like, boom, one done. motion is a bowl. Like, it's just like, you you kind of do the shape they've just got it down you just kind of do the shape punch the holes out and then you just chop it off and that's another one you just it's like a whoop bop bop done like like that's how i imagine it sounds whoop bop bop yep. so bop 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 yeah uh so yeah there, there's no, there's no um, like like design man like yeah if you get one that's messed up sure like but big surprise but to walk like, into work walking to work and be like where am i at today am i on shaft making oh yes i got bowl duty yes yes oh, yes best. oh nobody man. gets a shit get... over there <laughs> <laughs> i can do whatever i want i just gotta just at least make this shape yeah, and i'm good and i'm good I like i'm not soldering try, anything i'm not hammering anything Woo, that's the good that's the be good, good behavior shift. job <laughs> That's employee of the month. All right, we're job. gonna like, <laughs> we're gonna start you off in bowl making. Like, oh yes, 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 I'm good with that. But yeah, I mean that is kind of the the traditional the traditional talk um, of the Zen making or the Zen of hookah manufacturing. Um, hopefully, in this you kind of understood what we were going with, which was just kind of just applying that kind of relaxation or that relaxing feeling that we have when we do some sort of new hobby or even when we do some of uh, our work, how that feeling must be like for someone making a hookah, bringing a hookah to life, starting off with a blank blank canvas and just kind of putting their own hands to work and just creating something that we all love and enjoy. Um, I would hope I so. Like if that. you're at the point you're listening to a, to a hookah podcast, you you probably enjoy hookah enough. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the same and, assumption uh, that you enjoy it. We're hoping, where <laughs> you're just like, oh, here I go. Or again, you just like bowl. us Let enough to listen to us talk on. about a hobby that you've nothing that you know nothing about. Either yeah, way. if you don't smoke hookah and you like this podcast, please let me know because you're a very special person to us, and I mean that. Yeah, no, hundred like percent. Just like if you don't smoke hookah yeah. like, and you just like us, please tell us that. It makes just, us feel. Just good. Let us know. Um, But yeah, so that was uh, uh, the traditional aspect of it. Um, On the American side, uh, we said before, you know, when uh, we're not working in any sort of dark cave environments or anything like that, there's definitely uh, some OSHA laws over here. Um, There's not a lot of American-made hookahs. Um, You know, there's the Regals, and you have your B2 hookahs. Um, hookah John has a hookah that he makes here in the U.S. Uh, outside of that, I think that's a wrap. Not I, a I, whole lot. Like I really think that's a wrap. Yeah. There's like a, really just a handful of, of brands that do there's, that. There's and some brands that that I'm not gonna name names, but there's some brands that slap a "Made in the USA" sticker on there that. Mm. By, by I the, think I I think you mean designed in the USA. No, no, no. There's some. Mm, there's mm. there are designed in the USA, like and mm-hmm. made in you know wherever. But there's some mm. that technically, by the basis definition, they were assembled in the U.S. 
Yeah, yeah. All, so basically, mm-hmm. there's some companies that, you know, get different hookah parts from different factories in China kind of separately as like separate pieces. They have them imported into the U.S. and then they assemble them in the U.S. into the hookahs that you buy. So mm-hmm, technically mm-hmm. speaking, by the strictest definition, <laughs> they are made in the U.S. Everything about them is chi- is Chinese made, but they are assembled in the U.S. So that's something to, to keep in mind. But just um, just something. But yeah, but- as far as ones that are verifiable, hundred percent. Made in the U.S., manufactured in the U.S. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and um, I just went through my head one more time. I really still only have three, and that's B2, Regal, and uh, the Hookah John Hookahs, which I'm not, I mean, I know that he's done one or two batches. I'm not sure if he's continuing with those. I know they're pretty pricey. um, (laughs) Listen, I like Uh, those. I'm talking about the Hookah Johns. John, I really (laughs) love those Hookahs. I do. They smoke really great. But what broke me about them, and, I, and I'm sure, you know, I don't know if it was designed like this or this is a coincidence, but somebody took the the Hookah John hose, the neural hose, mm-hmm. unscrewed the handle of the neural hose, and switched it out for the midsection of the, the Soaka Hookah. Oh, my God. And switched them, and they worked. Like you, like you, like the, you can use the neural handle on the hookah and the hookah midsection on the the hose, and it just broke me. I was like, "This is the funniest shit I've ever seen." I was like, "I can't believe that somebody did that and it works." I was like, oh, "It man. looked ridiculous." Like the like do the you, neural. Do you think oh, that? Do you think that the neural might have been a? You know, maybe a prototype of the shaft, and they're like, ah, never mind. And like, we got these parts. Let's see if we can put them on the hose. Uh, I wonder. I wonder with that. But we should one ask thing. It, but we'll get to yeah that. for sure. Um, one thing: that the difference here between making a hookah in Egypt versus making a hookah in the U.S. is the cost. The oh, cost of making anything in the U.S. is exponentially more than other places or anywhere else i feel like um so really you know, there's always appreciation for the the brands that still stick here in the u.s and still work on having their products made um i know we were just talking about bowls being done you know in the slap happy way just kind of just get the bowl out as long as it looks you know like an egyptian bowl you're good um the alpacas and the hookah john bowls are all made in the u.s um they're made in california um and those guys i mean i've seen some of the the studios like where um, alpaca works at and it kind of just looks like a chill spot like it you know it's like a chill office with just a bunch of like pottery wheels around yeah Yeah. and yeah and, and for this um you know, we, we talked about the guys with the Egyptian bowls. I feel like those guys smoke hookah. They definitely smoke cigarettes. But, I mean, I'm sure they've smoked a hookah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some of the bowl makers, um, I would say not all clay artisans smoke hookah. They yeah. get the design. They're good with clay. But outside of that, it's still a therapeutic process for them, sitting down and making a bowl and putting a design on it. But it's very interesting to make something that you don't use, you don't quite understand. You're making these these extra dots or doing the funnel this way or doing this. And it's like, okay, I'm doing this. I follow this. I like the design, but I don't know why 
anyone would want this bowl designed like this or like they don't understand like the different aspects of it like they can do the design but they're just like i don't know what these are for like (laughs) and and this is not everyone in the american side of things i just know for a fact that there are some uh people in the bowl making process on the u.s (laughs) side that just don't really smoke hookah they're just really good with ceramics and, um, and I mean, on the opposite side of that, too, I mean, a lot of the, you know, some of the smaller batch bowl makers are 100% like hookah heads. They're hookah enthusiasts mm-hmm. in, in a way. and and uh, Like stone bowls. Uh, yeah, I was thinking stone bowls and uh, and, and relics bowls. Um, yeah. Uh, my or boy Masons. Kyle Smith over there. Uh, yeah, yay. Yeah, yay. Kyle Smith at relics bowls. Uh, mm-hmm. Great dude. I mean, like, he loves hookah and literally... Uh, I remember talking to him like before he started making bowls and he was like, yeah, you know, I just love hookah a lot. And I'm really thinking about just trying to make my own bowl. And it's like, yeah, cool, man. Go for it. Like, that's awesome. And then a couple years down the road, he like took some sort of like clay ceramic classes at like a community college or something like that. And it's like took some classes and sure enough, he makes dope bowls now. They're so yeah. cool. Like, oh, they're that's so that good. one. That one's probably easier um to do or get into than making a hookah in Egypt. So we might want to try that one first. Ooh, like let's yeah. go to, let's go to a pottery class and it's probably going to be like, "Hey, we're going to be making this today." It's like, "Yeah, we see that, but we're going to make bowls, okay? We just wanted to use your kiln." No, 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 <laughs> like, no. Forget that. We can we can go out to uh we can go out to uh California or uh or we can go hit up like uh uh Nino or something and like Mm. like hit up like kyle or something and just I like see. go like, yeah yo sit us down with one of your people and let's 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 fucking do a crash course right now bro like, <laughs> let's, let's do it yeah let's vis- visit alpaca and just be like hey can we just be like substitute bowl yeah, makers like, for can a you, day can we just like run, run a quick like hey this is how you make a rook bowl and then just like yeah. and then like we just try just leave the room just leave the room and let us just <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, something. like, like, you know, give a give us a crash course and see what we come up with. Shit, man, I'd do that. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds fun. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think podcast aside, I think that'd be a great Hukashisha video. Yeah, yeah, just take a trip over. There. Okay, okay. Yeah, we got we got a couple things out of this. We need to write this down so I we know. don't forget. We'll, this. we'll put it on the sheet. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it on the sheet. Yes, for sure. <laughs> or put it in the blog as a reminder. Or you, the people at home, can say, "Hey, when are you going to make a bowl?" And then we'll be like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to make a bowl." But just to wrap up this section, just because I know we're we spent some time talking. Um, American production expensive. Um, give yeah. praise to the people that do things in the U.S. Um, you know, there are some aspects that are actually, I would say, on the American side, there are more machined hookahs than the actual handmade products Um, when it comes to regal they're using cnc machines to create the metal hubs and all those glorious flared out bowl ports and all the metal that you see on there but the actual woodworking is all done by hand um in a barn in a nice barn and uh they're all just uh handmade uh products and then with b2 that just takes that cad design and the use of a cnc machine and making really good products but the, the the cost comes from the materials and the cnc machines actually um, yeah. aluminum stainless steel all these things when you're buying them in the u.s are pricey you could order some aluminum from china you could order some other things from elsewhere but um the brands that we're talking about are using american-made products 
So and, uh, and and to to be clear about the process of CNC machining, so like you said, CNC machines themselves are extremely expensive. But on the uh, on the other side of things, a lot of companies kind of starting out don't have the ability to purchase their own CNC machine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they they basically kind of find a place that allows them to provide materials and designs, and then they fabricate all that for them using mm-hmm. you know that CNC machine. So that in and of itself is going to add even more cost um, yep. to the final thing. So and if, if you know you're a brand that's like fortunate enough to have enough cash flow to buy your own, that's great. Like that's a good step. That helps cut costs. Still expensive. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and I, I honestly I don't know too many brands that own their own CNC machining. Yeah. And in, in the U.S., um, I know overseas there's a couple brands um, like in the German side of things. It's a little bit easier to make a hook over there with CNC than it is uh, on the U.S. side. Another thing for the U.S. side when it comes to that uh, CNC machine process is that when you're using other companies to do your CNC, you do not get to control the price. And on occasion, you might go to drop off your next batch. You know, hey, I need 300 more hookahs with this design. It's like, hey, just let you know. Price went up. Things things went up a good 10%. And then you have to make that decision. Okay, do I go and try and find somewhere else? Do I eat this cost? Because if you raise the cost on your hookah, but you haven't changed anything, people are going to wonder, well, why am I paying forty dollars more than last time it's just like oh it was more expensive to make this time oh well that doesn't mean anything to me yeah i mean and then that's you know that's the battle so when you see some prices on some american-made hookahs just know that their margins are very thin very thin <laughs> very very thin um there's some points where it's different. like fifteen percent off Ooh, <laughs> that one's close like yeah, that's cutting it cutting it close, yeah. um, for sure. But we definitely appreciate um, all of the hookah makers, all of the accessory makers, anyone that is doing something for hookah, whether you're doing it with your hands, a machine, pressing a button. Um, we appreciate you, and we hope there is some zen-like feeling when it comes to producing the items that you produce. And uh, I think that's the zen of it all. Focus on your work. I think that's the that's the the, the wrap up of this segment. You just focus yeah. on your work. Everything will be okay. Just just focus on what you're yeah. doing, whether it be you know your job or you know just sewing a patch on a jacket. You yeah. Know? Just 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 take or, pride or, in it. Do it well. Focus on it, and you know things will work out. Yeah. Or in the case of what you've done, you know, find something that you've wanted to do. Maybe like Kyle did take some classes next you know what you're making bowls you know yeah this is gonna be a first episode we gave you was happiness this time we're telling you to get off your butt do it <laughs> and achieve those goals just it's 2020 do it. <laughs> just do it that's your resolution all right party people that is the wrap up of the zen of hookah um we're gonna blast through this next segment which is Thing. the room of news the room of <laughs> and, news the room of news, which is the things that is happening down at the offices of Hookah Shisha. But no, I don't mean the office, the show that Two Puff Tony still does not watch in 2020. Um, and this one is just going to be quick. I told you in the beginning that we had a holiday party on Friday. That was a lot of fun. Your boy won awards. All right. 
There is an award section. And I'm just putting this out there because I, I feel kind of braggadocious right now. Um, the award was Shisha Master. And that is... I would have won that if balls. I was there. <laughs> I counted the votes. You didn't even get a vote, sir. Yeah, because I wasn't there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other people got votes that weren't there. I'm just uh, saying. Adam Rice got a vote. Oh, man. I hear nothing <laughs> but good things about my balls at work. People keep telling me and, I pack the best ball in the office. Well, I have a award okay, that says no. otherwise. No, you're right. I'm sorry for stepping on your toes on that. But okay, I'm just a little jealous. Just a little jealous. Uh, yeah, so your boy got Shisha Master. That's going to go up in the office. And then also got Best Dress. Holler at your boy. Oh, yeah, you deserve that uh, one. <laughs> got that one. That was, a, that was a close one between me and uh, uh, our warehouse manager, Steph. Um, that was uh, that was really cool. But he, he won uh, Staff MVP. And I counted the votes. That was a landslide victory. Oh, I'm sure. That was, yes, yeah, Steph is uh, definitely appreciated. Um but yeah, so that that was that was pretty fun. It's uh, you know our holiday party in the middle of June or middle of January. Like we said before, December was busy. Yeah, busy, busy, busy month. Busy, busy, busy. We couldn't even party. And our slogan is "Be the life of your hookah party." We can't even party. We're so busy. <laughs> so it was nice to kind of uh, unwind, play some video games for a bit. We did it at a pinballs arena. And uh, it was really cool. It was for those of you that don't know. Yeah. Um, Yes. In our in arcade. I was gonna Um, go like the night before. Like Sarah and I were sitting around and we were like, "Listen, we don't have any. We don't have any plans." I didn't sign up, but like, let's just swing by and see what's going on. And then like, so that decision was made. And then like thirty seconds later, I got a phone call from my aunt and uncle, and they're like, "Hey, we're in town. You want to grab dinner tomorrow night?" And I was like, "Yep." Never mind on the pinballs, <laughs> like never mind on the party, like. But it was cool. It, it was cool getting to see them. <laughs> this is kind nice, of off topic, nice. but what's kind of it's kind of messed up, kind of funny though. Um, so my my brother uh, moved to Texas somewhat recently in the past month or two, and uh, he's he's up outside of Dallas, and uh, that like DFW area. My cousin also moved to moved to Texas, but she moved to Austin with her fiance. So we're like all close. Uh, my aunt and uncle, my cousins, you know, mother and father, come to visit Austin like pretty pretty regularly now because they're rich and they can just like do whatever. Um, so we all got together for dinner and went to this like super fancy restaurant downtown and like had a bunch of great food and everything. And then the next day, I texted my brother because it was his birthday. I was like, "Happy birthday, bro!" He's like, "Thanks." Next time, Jane and Peter, Jane and Peter in town, let me know and I'll come down. And I was like. Damn, we went and like had this like dope ass dinner and like went and party. Like all the family got together like like the night before your birthday. I was like, that's awkward. Hmm. <laughs> you weren't invited. Hmm. That's awkward. Hmm. Hmm. I was like, oh, hmm. that's that's probably feels like shit. Like <laughs> I was like, my bad. Uh, yeah, we'll do next time. that's the person you got to send like a follow-up present like hey Hey, just just, sorry about that making sure you're still happy (laughs) here's a cupcake sorry about that (laughs) i was like yeah Uh, i felt a little bad i was like ooh, yeah i forgot you moved to texas like (laughs) (laughs) but family time family time is is good you know whether you miss a party at work you know because you're still gonna see us every day (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'll see y'all on monday like i'll be okay yeah 
regardless. Yeah, That's also why I don't really family. say goodbye at parties. Like I like, like when mm-hmm. I get togethers with coworkers, I'm never like, all right, bye. I I'm just gonna leave. I, I'm gonna see you on Monday. Like I'll tell you thanks, yeah. and it was a good time on Monday. Like I'm, but I'm just gonna dip. Like yeah, I, I feel like working at the warehouse has caused me to be more of that type of person, because, like you said, now I just I just leave. Yeah, I just I spend more time saying bye. Like I've had times where I've had an hour plus long goodbye. Yeah, because like <laughs> you just, say goodbye to one person, and then other people overhear that. They want to say goodbye. And then it's just this whole thing. And, like, everybody's trying to yeah. have these, like, final conversations with you. So it's just like... Like I'm going away on a trip or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, bro, like, uh, ask me... Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before you leave. Before you leave. Real quick. Real quick. Before you leave. Yeah. Like, and then it <laughs> like, just turns on. into this hour-long process. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to go. Like, I'm, just gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to deal yeah. with that. I don't want to make it, like, a thing. I'm just going to do the old Irish goodbye and just, like, dip out. Yeah. Like, if you see my light turn off, it's it's over. It's over. It's a wrap. Yeah. You better catch me. You better catch me. Um, but also for the newsroom, I uh, just want to throw it out there. Um, if you are checking the Hukashisha blog, uh, be on the lookout because we have lined up quite a few blogs, um, enough so that we will be releasing a blog every week. And I don't mean some little like, here's our flavor of the week. Here's a quick flavor review. No, we got We got We words. got information. We got words, Y'all, dog. You got a scroll. I wrote 2,300 words on how to clean your hookah base. That's like a college paper. <laughs> Go read it. Like I said, we got words. And every week we're going to be hitting you with these words. Um, Wednesdays is probably going to be the, the release date. Um, if you're on our email list, you'll be getting those um weekly emails about a blog that we've released so be on the lookout uh this week is uh favorite flavors or not favorite flavors um flavors to try in 2020 so be on the lookout for that because there's a lot of flavors out there but these are the ones that you should at least try or add to your rotation for 2020 all right so let's get it over to the segment the award-winning segment the award-winning segment grammys uh we got a woody we got a golden Uh, globe we We got roasted by ricky gervais (laughs) it is the segment that we like to call what what it tastes tastes like I did it right this time. Shut up. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And uh, since you were so eager so in eager. the beginning of this podcast to get that out, I'm going to let you go first and let the party people at home know about a flavor that you've tried for the very first time in your hookah life. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this one, to be honest. Uh, all right, all right. I think this is the first time this particular brand for me. I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but the first time that this brand has appeared for me on a What's It Taste Like segment, and that is pure tobacco. Ooh. Yeah, right? I I thought Ooh. I had smoked everything by pure. Like, I've smoked a lot of pure tobacco in my day. Like, and but the, I'm not saying, like, pure tobacco as in, like, just tobacco. It's a brand name, pure tobacco. There's still flavors, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> just for anybody who might be confused. Yeah, but I, I, you know, thought I had smoked all other all other line, and I was looking through it uh, last week and came across one that I hadn't ever had, and that was peach fizz. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've had their perfect peach before, so I kind of had an idea on what to expect with the peach, 
But uh, it was interesting because we had that like on last week's episode, I think we brought up like alcohol flavors, things that are like inspired by alcohol drinks. Um, yeah, this one's good. I mean, it's kind of like a, like a peach cocktail. It has like that super sweet peach with kind of like notes underneath. Um, mm-hmm. It's good though. I enjoy it. It's uh, I, I don't think it would be my go-to. I would probably just pick up the perfect peach and kind of make my own kind of blend. But like overall, I'd probably put this at like a 7 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Good, good on okay. you. Uh, good on you, Pierre. Good on you, Johnny. It's definitely. I feel like it's been a minute since uh, since I've talked about Pure. Been a minute. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, They're around though. They're kicking. We still get those shipments. <laughs> uh, you, you know, and I feel like he he's talked about uh, a new FML for it feels like a couple of years now. Um, so be on the lookout. I think in 2020 you might have a new FML, which is cool. their powerful, powerful powerful mint i think they're mint. the first mint that started the the mint craze like the cold mint craze the fml dropped and it was just like people were like holy shit have y'all have y'all tried this this thing is like ice cold it's crazy yeah and then yeah. and then I, yeah and then i remember like, that boom, those days just boom 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 cold 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 mm-hmm. mints all over the place yeah i still think you know social smoke absolute zero uh, it's i think it's a mix between being a very light leaf to begin with where you can kind of put too much heat on it and it can just become just too much but absolute zero is still a very very cold flavor it is like it's it's insanely cold and here's a little i'll give you a, a third or fourth i don't know how much you've learned out of this episode but i'll give you one more blip of information for the listeners at home absolute zero by social smoke is made with chocolate like the flavor or like literal yep. chocolate yep the flavor chocolate oh the, the flavor, flavor chocolate. chocolate i thought you meant like the f- literal chocolate like they put chocolate <laughs> no. sauce in. no no, like, no 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 bro no. what no like- they put the flavoring of chocolate inside of absolute zero i think that's become more pronounced over the years because, like, I feel like I take, like, I now when I smoke Absolute Zero, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's definitely chocolate in this. Like, there's definitely mm-hmm. something in there. But, like, before, I don't I don't think I could tell, like, like tell as much. Yeah, I feel like yeah. without uh, the chocolate, it's even more sharp and more kind of just in-your-face yeah. ice mint. And it's kind of just daggers. And so that chocolate kind of coming in there, it's like a little, like calmness to the mint even though it's still incredibly incredibly strong but yeah just a little little tidbit of information on there for you um and i'm going to wrap things up on this side of town with the third flavor of the alfaker crafted batch lineup this is the second wave of flavors i've given you what's it taste like for batch number 86 and batch number 22 in the past two episodes and now i'm going to give you the third and final installment of this wave of flavors, and that is batch number five. And as I've done before, I'm gonna tell you the spelling or what's written on the outside of the can. So here we go. Uh, Batch number five. Smell the candy aroma before your mouth even touches the tip. Title of a sex tape. Taste a juicy mix of orange, pineapple, raspberry, and lime. See the voluminous smoke and listen to the bubbling hookah. Come to your five senses. All right? So we've got orange, pineapple, raspberry, and lime. 
all in one mix. So with this, you know, you're always going to get uh, some alfalfa flavors that are not available in their standard lineup. And for this time around, that's going to be raspberry and lime. So uh, if you followed along on all three of these, you would have picked up that lime is a flavor that is used in all three of these flavors. And um, the lime in this one can be taste for sure. Um, I don't think that's a problem with any of the other ones, except for like 86. I, I, you could get a little bit more lime in that. But um, uh, for batch number five, you can definitely taste that. But this one is just all citrus, it feels like. This feels like, um, honestly, it actually feels like a flavor I've had before. I kind of uh, compared it to um, a flavored name because uh, this name has been used by a couple different brands. But California Dream is uh mm. is the name of the mix and it's usually got some pineapple and orange uh in there and really the the, the standout flavor for this one is pineapple oddly enough I'm, I'm not sure if it's just because of the kind of the pungent smell <laughs> and this is in a good way if you like pineapple because i've cracked open many pineapple packages and been like oh my god like this is this is so powerful, but at the same time, I enjoy it because I know that's the strength that's going to come out of uh, out of the session. But a, uh, smoking is the this pineapple, batch. Is it like the normal Alfacher pineapple or is it like a yeah, different pineapple? Yeah. Nope. Nope. It's definitely uh, the Alfacher pineapple. Mm. 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 It kind of tastes like burnt marshmallows <laughs> to me. <laughs> but I feel like, wait, you don't like, like, like you don't like pineapple though. I mean, like I'm okay with certain pine. Like I can do like pineapple guava from Trifecta. Like that one's okay. great. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, I the it's the I don't know. Like I can't do like the white gummy bear pineapple. Like the ultra sweet. Okay. But yeah. I can do like normal yeah. pineapple. And see, that's mm. where this this orange kind of sweetness kind of comes in as well, and kind of just mixes and makes this really just like like I said, a very candy sweet and i mean it tells you right in the name smell the candy aroma before your mouth even touches the tip so it's it's very very candy like i can't believe um, they actually put that on a package <laughs> that's what i said title of a I sex can't tape they did that. <laughs> so uh, but it is definitely just a very sugary sweet citrus it's um i i really feel like for batch number five this is going to be one of those cans that i think is uh catered to the novice smoker or the smoker that kind of just really likes i was definitely the smoker before but if it was candy or bubble gum or sweet or watermelon like that's all i wanted to smoke and to have a mix like this ready to go in a can boom that's easy especially if you have guests coming over you don't have to worry about a mix what am i gonna put the right portions no just toss this in there if you want to toss some mint in there go for it it's already ready to go as far as like the flavor combinations so um ease of use very easy as far as rating this one it doesn't really stand out to anything that I've had before. Like some of these other experiences that I've had with this batch, you know, the wine one and the tequila one, like those were different experiences. But number five, it just feels like I made a sweet citrus mix. Um, I would do some things differently, probably less pineapple, um, so I can get a little bit more of the raspberry and lime. So overall on this one, I'm gonna go with a seven out of 10. Damn, you really could have given it the five out of 10 just to make a joke on the name. Yeah, come to your five senses. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been sad. Yeah. And it's definitely better than a five it for been sure. Sad. 
no one gets tens. Um, so there's that. And then, like I said, the pineapple was just a little too strong. And the fact that I've had a mix like this before is another point down. And uh, that's what gets you down to a seven. So that's that. Yeah, that's that. Boom, boom. So I really, this was, uh, this is definitely our longest episode Probably for sure. I mean, we're uh, we're hitting the one one hour twenty mark. I don't know if I'm going to cut anything out of this because I feel like we've had a good good flow of conversation. Yeah. Very and zen-like. I, and I feel like we like hit <laughs> like we had like good talk about it. Like we went over some like genuine like I feel genuinely interesting stuff. Like yeah yeah, yeah. I learned new things. If I were to rate this episode, I would give it a ten out of ten. That's where I'll give my tens. Hey. <laughs> To personal things well, there that you we've have done. It, folks. That's been episode 38 of the Hookah Podcast. You can check us out at thehookahpodcast.com. Check us out on Twitter at the Hookah Cast, uh, Facebook, the Hookah Podcast, uh, mm-hmm, Instagram, mm-hmm. the Hookah Podcast, you know, all the social medias. All of, all them. of them. And Follow that us is on Spotify, Hookah Podcast, iTunes, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. And that's a wrap party, people. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you learned something. If you did, let us know. Always drop us a comment. Send us a message. Let us know what's going on. We love to hear from right? you guys. I always like seeing messages from, from viewers. Always. always. Do you respond to them? That, that's that's the, that's the Depends. part. Ah, see, like, hey, we're, we're pretty I bad on that. I did stuff on Twitter today. I, hey, I went and liked go. some people's tweets about hookahs and sheeshes. <laughs> And I need to go through to, and start doing that on Instagram. Yeah, trying to get some followers. So, you know. Yeah. I see you. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. you. I'm trying All to right. put on the work. <laughs> so, I think, once again, it's a wrap. We will catch you on the next one. This has been episode 38, The Zen of Hookah. And we're going to go look up the definition of Zen. Catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. And again, I held up the peace sign. I, I, don't, I don't know what's <laughs> going on, man. I'm just waving goodbye to the people that can't see me. But, yeah. That's all. That's a wrap. Okay, bye.